everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. You know, have you ever felt like you were lost and just needed a survival guide, or you've come out of something and you feel like you should have written your own survival guide? Well, my next guest did just that. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Craig. Life is okay. So guys, like I was saying, I have Craig Lewis and he has an amazing journey. And guys, you know, I love good authors, but I love authors that have stories about themselves because I'm always saying we have a story to tell. So Craig, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Good afternoon and good morning and good evening, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, Thank you, Queen, for having me. My name is Craig Lewis. I'm from the United States and now I live in a beautiful mountain town in Mexico. And I just published my masterpiece called uh, The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible. And that's what I'm doing here today. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Because you pointed this out just now. How did you go from living in the United States to living in a mountain town in Mexico? Well, it required uh, losing everything I had, more or less, except my life, and deciding to be happy. That's the one sentence answer. I can. Wow. Okay. You know what? I, I think that is really interesting because a lot of times we're going on survival mode, but we don't make a conscious choice to be happy. I love that. I love that. So, okay. Your book is called The Guide to Surviving the Impossible. It's called the Craig Lewis Guide. The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible. And yeah, for a reason. It's it has my name for a reason, for reasons. Okay, so what is the reason you decided to name it this? Well, because I've had a quite an interesting journey in my life and uh I live in Mexico in part because it was not a very safe place to be for me back home in the United States. And that is because of people and people doing things that aren't always very nice. And I figured if people were going to not be nice to me, and if my family was not going to be nice to me and lots of things weren't going to be nice, that I might as well just call my new book what I called it, The Guide to Surviving the Impossible, and make it easy for everybody by giving it my name. So therefore, if there are people out there who are unhappy with me, then they can just find out about my new book and read about the awesomeness that I am, I am living. And for all the rest of the people who are interested or whatever I got going on, it's easy for them too. And I thought to myself pretty, pretty intensely, is it a, really a foolish thing to do to give my new book my own name or is it a really smart thing to do? And I guess what it seems to be 
transpiring is that it was a really smart thing to do. But as always, it always depends on the opinion of the person. So that's why I called it that. And uh, what, whether it works out or not, either way, it works out for me. Okay, so how did we get from doing that to you deciding to share your story? I mean, what was what what brought you to, hey, you know what, I'm going to share my survival guide, because this is something you could have kept to yourself. Well, thank you for the question. You know, I've already written several books. And I wrote a book that is similar to this new book, which is a workbook called uh, the better days mental health recovery workbook. And that was published in 2013. It's already uh, uh, translated now into 11 languages. However, my life collapsed. And my life collapsed in all sorts of ways, beginning in 2015. And I had a very hard time because of the reasons why my life collapsed. I, I just mentioned a minute ago about uh, if people aren't kind to me, I've had these issues. The reason why I left, I'm not living in my home country because of reasons, because of people reasons human reasons i needed to figure out a way to tell my story but also have it be beneficial to others because the story is horrific like uh, human beings aren't built to go through compounded abuses and be okay i understand that in, in a, a rationally rational world i should be in pieces right now or worse and i'm not but how was i going to get people in, 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 this, in this world to listen to, to the lessons I've learned, other than by also including the story of what I experienced in those lessons. And that's what this book is about. It's a guide with passages and worksheets and poems intended to tell my story in such a way that the people reading the book can apply it to their own lives and see what, uh, from what I experienced, what I did to make myself better, that they can tap into for themselves. And it provides for them an opportunity via worksheets to do the work themselves. So it's my story within a workbook to help others. So in other words, you're saying this is not just something you're, you're reading. This is something that the reader is very interactive with because they have to do worksheets and do the work for themselves. That is what I'm saying. Okay. That is what I'm saying. Okay. So you've written this book and you've written others. How many, how many other books have you written? This is the fourth book I've published and I have one book that's not available for different reasons. And I guess that makes it four in total, <laughs> four in total. Yeah. But three that are available and one of those is available in 11 languages. Nice, nice. Okay, so you said your last book was translated into 11 languages. Is your new book going to be translated into many languages? Or are you just leaving it in English primarily? We anticipate it being in print in French and in Spanish within the next few weeks. Oh, wow. So this is something that just came out. So you're already planning for the translations. Well, the Spanish and the French are already done. We're just getting them laid out into the book form so we can publish them. So yeah. And hopefully we'll find uh, translators in other languages who want to work with us. It's actually a very short book. So it's not very hard to do. 
So I think we'll, we'll be very successful in making it available to people all around the world quickly. Nice. So what is one of your biggest keys to survival? I forgive myself in every moment because frankly, I screw up a lot because I wasn't taught how to be an adult or I wasn't taught how to be an adolescent. I mean, I wasn't taught how to be a functioning person. Uh, even from an early age, I had no idea how to conduct myself uh, based on the, the, the abuse I experienced at home, the, the situations I was forced into, and, and just living a life of never really having to, or never really learning how to handle myself and becoming an adult, never becoming mature. And uh, or never maturing. So I've learned as I've gone through my healing journey that when I make mistakes, which everyone does, but when I make them, I feel a, a deep sense of shame because I've been, you know, I went through some things that not everyone has experienced in this world. So I feel shame. I feel humiliation when I made a mistake, even a minor mistake. So I've learned to forgive myself as many times a day as I need to to be able to be okay. And it's not that I'm doing things that are bad or wrong. It's just that I'm a human being, but the way my brain works because of certain reasons, my experiences in life, I react to stuff in a certain way. So I forgive myself in every moment possible as many times as I need to a day to be okay. And that is something that I do to cope. So, okay, because I know that self-forgiveness isn't one of the easiest things. How, how hard was it for you or how challenging was it for you to learn to get to a point of, hey, I have to forgive myself because we always look at forgiveness as something that we give to other people, but we don't look at it as something we give to ourselves. So how easy was it for you to get to the point where you say, hey, you know what? I forgive myself for that. Well, as you know, as you just stated, we often usually forgive others, but we don't forgive ourselves. And we forgive others. Well, people need to hear this. You, you forgive others to make it easier on you, not because, not because they need it, but because you need it. And I think it's important to recognize that forgiveness is not uh, uh, resolving the, 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 the mistreatment that others have, have, brought, have put on you. It is allowing yourself to heal uh, from what happened to you. So I've had to learn that the hard way. And you're correct, it's not easy. And it's still not easy. I think it's just, I don't find myself having much of a choice other than making the choice to try to love myself and to get through the day and knowing that no one's gonna rescue me, but that I can rescue myself. And I mean, I wish I knew that a long time ago, but I didn't. And it took life collapsing in the ways that it has for me to really, really get knocked down to the ground of desperation of, of uh, uh, looking at life as being impossible to realize that, in fact, it was possible that I had the power to do anything I wanted to be healthy, happy, healthy and well. And ultimately, it was my decision if I was happy, healthy and well. So forgiving myself for every screwed up thing that's happened to me or every screwed up thing I did or said, which are many. Uh, allows me to heal in each moment. And that's the nut, that's the nuts and the bolts of, of self-forgiveness for me. And it's also part of why I'm doing okay. And that's the truth. I'm not doing like fantastic, but I, I'm doing great. I'm good enough. 
you know, I'm working at it. That's what matters. So, okay, when did you start this new book? When did you start your Craig Lewis Guide to Survival? When did you start writing this one? I became homeless in January of 2018. And that is when I began writing it. And you know, as I previously stated, my, my life collapsed. And so I had nowhere else, to, nowhere, nowhere to live, right? I had nowhere to live. I had no job. I had no one helping me. So I, 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 uh, I bought a one-way ticket. I mean, I put myself in storage. I said goodbye to my cat, not knowing it was going to be forever. And I put, I put all my stuff in storage, and I bought a one-way ticket to Paris, France. And uh, I began writing the book on the plane. And uh, it took me three years, and I've been to what thirty different countries on my journey of trying to heal myself, like knowing I didn't feel safe going back to the United States. And uh, I. I took the opportunity of being desperate to kind of reinvent myself. And this book is the, is the result of me facing my reality, which was if I didn't save myself, that I wouldn't be here. That's what made me write the book. That's why I wrote it. And it's not the only reason. I knew that I had something of, of value that would benefit others. And I know I pissed off a lot of people by being free. You know, I knew there were consequences uh, for being honest about who I am and, and why I am and about what happened to me. And I, I decided that if I was going to be, you know, punished, if you will, for being a free human being, for being honest about his experiences, for who hurt me, et cetera, then I was also going to help other people at the same time and, and trust that the universe was going to guide me to a safe place. And uh, that is what happened. Well, that is what is happening. And Tomorrow is unwritten, but today is the uh, li I'm living proof that this book is real and that the, the living part of me, and I, I do believe that anybody else who chooses to make their life better can have it be a living part of them. And here's the best part for me, no matter what happens to me, I live forever because I've created something that is the essence of my, my healing journey that others can, can apply to their lives and, and it allows them to get better. That, that allows what happened to me that allows me to forgive myself for my reactions to for my my experience and make my life better. Other people's lives get better. And no matter what happens to me, other people's lives improve, allowing the good work, the good, beautiful, you know, wisdom that came from horrific things to be the change that I wanted it to be, stopping the cycle of violence, stopping the cycle of abuse and making the world a better place. That is what this book is about. Wow. Wow. So when you, when you decided to pick up and go, did you actually have a, cause I know you said you went to France first and then you went through 30, 30, 30 other countries, was it? So did a whole you, bunch, yeah. did you say, okay, I have a plan and then I'm coming back or did you just decide that you weren't coming back at that point. Uh, I didn't have a plan for three days after I arrived in France. So um, I, I had, this became a spiritual journey that I didn't necessarily know was going to happen. And uh, first I'd like to say that I didn't really decide to go. I was 
forced into situations that left me much of no choice. So my, my decision to go is more like a, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Steve Harvey, but he had this, you know, from Family Feud, and he had this motivational video that, that I'm sorry, I, dig I digress. But he had this motivational video uh, where he talks about sometimes you have to jump. Right. Which he did, like, in an outtake between one of the, the Family Feud filmings, where he talks about sometimes you just have to, like, do it. And, uh, oh, my God, I'm starting to tear up right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, so that's what I did. And if anyone out there doesn't know what I'm talking about, Google Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey motivational speech uh, jump. Yeah, because he does have some great, um, great motivational speeches where he just yeah. motivational videos where he makes them, you know, before he is tapings yeah. and before he does what he's going to do. I, I made a video. Thank you. I'll send it to you. I made a video of me thanking him for, for, for that uh, about my book. He hasn't responded, but that's OK. I sent it to him. Um, but that, that I had no choice, Queen. I, I decided I was going to trust and I landed in France and uh, I mean, I set up some work for myself to try to make it make, find my way and it ended up that I ended up in the first month I was there. Uh, I, I think I gave six or uh, five or six paid workshops where I get me paid in euros to train people in my work and uh, in different languages and it just it just it blossomed. I met people who embraced me and, and just Interestingly, my third day in Paris, and I'd been to Europe before, but for work, but my third day in Paris, the woman who was my tour guide, she and I ended up connecting and I moved into her house that night. And so I lived in Paris for three months, like after arriving with no real plan. And I lived with her for a month and then I lived and she asked me to leave. That's fine because you know, we're friends now. Uh, and then I lived in a squatted building in, uh, in, in the 11th arrondissement in the 11th district of Paris, where I lived in a squatted building with 15 African men who'd come across the Mediterranean as refugees, like seeking a better life. And I lived with them in this abandoned building with some uh, two French people uh, runaway from the United States and uh, a man from Senegal and a little kitten. We were all homeless living in an abandoned building and that is in part also where this book was written. In fact, in this book, there's a page called Revolution uh, Comes From Within. And that was written sitting in the squatted building surrounded by a bunch of African men that I couldn't speak with, eating food that they prepared because we went out and we got food out of the trash. and We all had a big meal. Wow. So, okay, you were in... France for three months and you're writing and you're you're evolving you're 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 figuring out your way mm -hmm. now how do you get from there to Mexico well uh from January 2018 till May 2019 I gave presentations on and recovery or on healing or about my books in England, Ireland, Spain, Belgium, the Netherlands, Poland, Germany. I mean, the list goes on. Ukraine, Romania, Kosovo, Greece, Turkey, uh, Croatia, Bosnia, Bulgaria, Austria, Switzerland. The list goes on and on and on. So I spent a year and a half 
finding my way. And I found out that when I was away from English speakers and people who necessarily didn't necessarily look like me, uh, that I was treated differently. And I found out that people in other countries didn't really have time to know about gossip, uh, know about BS, or my past, which is really rocky. They had time to know me in the moment, to feel me emotionally, you know, to know my, to know my, my presence, to feel my energy. And, and I realized that I had an opportunity to, to travel the world because I was homeless. And instead of living in a homeless shelter, many people might do because they want to they're desperate and they need to do something i felt so desperate that if i ended up in a homeless shelter that i wouldn't be alive i would would have ended my, my existence because i couldn't tolerate it so i chose to jump like steve harvey said and uh, i spent a year and a half living in places and going places where i didn't really speak the language and ultimately i had an opportunity uh, in mexico city on may 3rd 2009 uh 2019 to give a presentation at a huge music festival with hundreds of people from all over the South America, Central America, and the United States as well. And uh, I went, and then I stayed, and I rented a home, and I've lived here ever since. That's how I ended up here. Wow. So it seems like from this explosion of everything going awry yeah actually came this beautiful it's 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 almost like the story of a phoenix you know everything's yes. burning and then you get this great rising flaming bird out of the ashes yes and so you get there and you you're still saying you know what People need to hear my story. People need to know that they can make it. They can do this. They can be more than just, you know, some, some, whatever, some of what everyone thinks of you. And, and I think that's what I really appreciate about, you know, your story and your journey is that you made it your own. Yeah. You were deciding that not only am I just going to be happy, I'm going to make this my own. Yeah, and I'm going to have fun doing it and do fun stuff. Like <laughs> Exactly, yeah. exactly. So what is next for you? What is next for Craig Lewis? Well, I really want to go to the, the beach. I, I swear I live like six hours away from the beach and it's driving me crazy and so i re i know you're asking a big macro question but like i really want to go to the beach i want to go to the beach and so i'm going to have to find a way to go to the beach uh beyond that um i'm really going to focus on my happiness I, I have a lot of healing to do i'm going through some things that are challenging right now uh that ultimately as i deal with them my life will get better um some really tragic things happened that never got resolved. So I'm, I'm really trying to work through that, but also move on from it. And uh, I'd like to, uh, um, I'd like to uh, have more peace in my life. I'd like to learn Spanish better because I don't really speak it well. I'd maybe have a girlfriend because it's been a long time because I've been um, really hurt for so long. Maybe it's time to make a change. I don't know. And um, 
I want to uh, eat better because I've been eating like an emotional eater. Because you know how that happens, and I get a belly that I don't like. There's so many things I want tomorrow to be that uh, I'm just going to really focus on my happiness in the moment and making my choices in each moment to let tomorrow come. But ultimately, the, the bigger answer is I really don't care about tomorrow because much like yesterday, it's completely impossible to do anything about. You can't write tomorrow. You can't plan it. Just like yesterday's already done. All I can really do is live in this moment right here, right now. I mean, listen, even in this interview, we talked a minute ago about forgiveness. Even in this interview, my head starts going and spinning and I start to think to myself, oh my God, Craig, oh my God, Craig, oh my God, Craig. So I have to just live in my moment and forgive myself and be happy and be at peace. That's what I have to do. That's what I am doing. That's what I will do. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. So Craig, tell everyone where they can find your amazing guide. The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving Impossible can be found at my website, which may or may not always be functioning because life is challenging, but we're doing our best. Either way, sanity is a full-time job.org. Sanity is a full-time job.org. I can be emailed at survivingtheimpossible at gmail.com. And you can also go to my distributors page, which is lulu, which is L-U-L-U dot com slash spotlight slash better days recovery press. And there you can find every book I published and more. That is awesome. So Craig, it has been amazing having you. It's been amazing speaking with you. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for showing us to live in the present. That's all we can do. I mean, truly deep down, that's all we can do. So again, thank you. Have a beautiful day. So guys, I hope that you are able to pull some amazing gems from this. And don't forget to check out Craig's book. All of his information will be in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hi, everyone. This is Mark from the Mark the Shark of MA show. And you are listening to CQP Moments.